0: netcasts you love
1: from people you trust
0: this is twit bandwidth for security now is provided by aol radio at aol.com slash podcasting this is security now with steve gibson episode 129 for january 31st 2008 Windows Steady State. This show and the entire Twit Broadcast Network is brought to you by donations from listeners like you. Thanks. It's time for security now. Steve Gibson is here, the security guru from GRC.com. That's where you'll find, of course, Spinrite is a great uh, program for disk maintenance and recovery, but also all those free security programs he's written over the years and in
1: our podcast, GRC.com. Hello, Steve. Hey, Leo. Great to be back with you. Um, as a consequence of the fact that you are actually in Vancouver right now, as our listeners are listening to this, uh, we recorded this episode 129 immediately after number 128 a week ago exactly a week ago consequently i have not had a chance to have a week's worth of what has happened in security happening between now and then so i do not have any news for security however Uh, When we record next week's Security Now, which was actually two weeks from the time we're recording this one and one week from the time people are hearing this one, why we'll catch up so that no one misses anything and we don't miss any talking about anything that was significant. Well, with any luck, nothing bad
0: happened and we didn't miss anything. Exactly. Although that's unlikely.
1: (laughs) We're going to talk, as we mentioned at the end of last week's uh, episode, about Windows steady state and in a sort of a... Bizarre coincidence! I wanted to share a listener's experience with Steady State, who also shared with me his experience with Spinrite. So I thought I'd start off by uh, telling us uh, or or sharing with our listeners. uh, I believe Jim's last name is pronounced Gedusik, G-A-Y-D-U-S-E-K. Anyway. Uh, his The subject of his Spinrite note was, Spinrite is king. <laughs> I he, like that. <laughs> he said, hello, Steve. Let me first start off and say that Spinrite is a definite tool for any technician's toolbox. It has helped me save a few systems. One in particular, the hard drive that was all but lost. It was a friend's neighbor's system, and they had all their financial data on oh, it, oh, as boy. well as personal info. They supposedly had tried everything and even took it to some of the name-brand stores, and everyone stated that the drive was toast. As a last resort, they brought this machine in, and since I have the software, I tried it on this system. The system ran for four days straight. You would think it was a lost cause after the workday was over, but the next day, Spinrite had moved a little forward, so we waited. After the fourth day, it was ready and it, uh, um, it, it stated that it was ready. Spinwright said it had found some corrupted sectors and possibly some unrecovered data, but had recovered others. But as we rebooted the machine, it booted up without even showing any signs of an issue. The system worked like it was new. And as far as I know, to this day, is still working. And this was a year and a half ago. That's kind of neat. So people ask me that. Well,
0: my, you know, they they call in on the radio show and they say, you know something that's obviously sounds to me like the drive is uh, something's gone wrong with the drive and they said well should i just throw it out is it safe to format and reinstall windows and the truth is if you if you have spinright you don't have to ask that
1: question you just run spinright Right. He says, he concludes saying, thank you for a truly remarkable product that has saved many heartaches and I am sure headaches as well. This is one I suggest to everyone I talk to who wants to know how to protect their hard drives and keep them in top working order. And he signs it, your loyal customer, Jim Gedusick. Shelley School District. Oh, neat. Se- senior Tech and Network Admin. See, that's really who needs Spinrite.
0: Anybody who has multiple systems that they have to maintain, then it's a no-brainer. You certainly
1: get a lot of bang for your yeah, buck that yeah. way. Then yeah. it's just no a no-brainer.
0: All right, well, let's so, uh, talk about steady state. Now, how did this come up? We talked about it a couple of weeks ago,
1: right? Yeah, I don't really remember. Well, for for, for one thing, I ended I think it was up a question. I ended up stumbling on it maybe a month ago, and uh, because I was I was trying to configure a system for a friend who was in a a corporate environment. um, She's an entrepreneur, wanted to set up a small network. However, in the past, she'd had the experience of hiring employees who, immediately after sitting down at their machine, started changing them. You know, they would install. Their QuickBooks app because they wanted to do their personal check register on, you know, on their work machine or they would install iTunes so that they could update their iPods. I mean, just basically they 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 took for granted the fact that this machine was just like their machine at home and And had no more respect for it than their machine at home, and before you knew it, it was infested with spyware and malware it wasn 't working right uh, corporate apps wouldn 't function any longer, and so you know she said to me, "You know, what can I do to prevent this from happening so interestingly uh jay or, or jim uh, in in Shelley, who we found at the end of that note is the School District Senior Tech and Network Admin, he wrote a note to me about Windows Steady State because we had mentioned it before. I thought it'd be fun to to kick off our discussion of this with Jim's experience. He says, hello, Steve and Leo. First of all, thank you from the tech community for creating a show such as Security Now. On your last show, number 127, Steve talked about Steady State from Microsoft, and I wanted to let you know that we use it here in our libraries, and it has been a godsend Before that, we had Windows 98 systems in the library and always, always had problems with students messing up the works by doing whatever they wanted. It was a nightmare. Always, every other day, we were in there working on systems and restoring them or ghosting them back to their original state or removing any and all printers except the one that is supposed to be installed on them. Then we upgraded the machines to XP in our high school. I also had another system in my middle school library called Extenda, which is a hardware facility that allows you to have up to four sets of i o running off one machine i ha- I had the steady state predecessor on there as well, along with the Extenda hardware and set up and it works wonderfully so Now that I have XP in our high school. I'm able to use the new Windows steady state. It took some working to get it working properly on the system without enabling the hard drive locking feature, but it is working. I had to do a registry hack to keep the wallpaper from changing, but it works like a charm. The only problem I have had with it is that at one point there was an issue with system updates because it would lock the user profiles and not allow anyone to log on. But after a number of reboots, the systems were all back online and updated. No real info on that problem on Microsoft's help site, but people with the same problem indicated that it just seemed to clear itself up. As for the systems, they all now run wonderfully. I would suggest, though, to have a good machine to run this software. The machines this is running on are slow Celerons with only 512 megs of RAM, The problem we ran into is that when you enable the system to lock the hard drive, it essentially makes a copy of the entire hard drive to a sort of swap file. Then if you reboot, it puts that image back to its restored state. Hmm. If you shut down and reboot, it takes about five to eight minutes to come up to a login screen because it has to recreate that image. In a school environment, that's a little long for our taste, and that's why I do not have that feature enabled but it still has enough additional features to safely lock the system to ensure no changes can be made to it. So those are just my thoughts on steady state and how we use it here. Thanks for listening. So it can it can be used two ways. It can kind of be a policy editor as well, well
0: as a way of getting everything back to the original state.
1: Yes, I don't know how many of our listeners have ever me- messed around in what's called Windows Group Policy or with the Group Policy Editor but there are a phenomenal number yeah. of settings which are accessible uh, GP gpedit is the name of the group policy editor if you just go down to your run line under the start menu and put gpedit.msc and mm-hmm. and it's not an exe it's an msc file extension that will run the the group policy editor where you can then begin to browse around and and see just a phenomenal number of things that are in there. One of the problems with group policy editor is that many of the functions interact with each other and there's they're really not very well documented. It's almost like you have more control than you want and essentially more responsibility than you than you want or, or perhaps need. So one of the things that that Windows Steady State has done is it's surfaced, I would argue, the, like the most useful things for this particular application. So let, let's back up a little bit and talk about what this Windows Steady State is. First of all, we have a link in our show notes for this episode 129 to Microsoft's page. If you just Google Windows Space Steady State, All one word for steady state. It'll take you immediately to Microsoft's page where they talk about this. They have it under their their shared computing sort of environment or discussion, because that's that's really how they think of this thing. Um, And certainly that's one of the applications. It's what our listener Leo from last week was asking 16 year old who he he was the IT manager for his house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so so he wanted to be able to create a guest computer or 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 at least use his downstairs machine when it's not busily sucking down Torrents over the internet. He wanted to be able to allow his mom and dad to use it, but prevent them from messing it up in any fashion. And, and the same goes w- w- with a guest logon. So he was, he was wondering if steady state would be appropriate for that. Well, it's perfect for that. It was essentially designed for that. The idea is that there is a a hard drive protection technology which is built in now it's not quite as onerous in my experience as jim's letter indicates because it does not make an entire copy of of your system partition and or and or drive instead you set aside a block of hard drive space and using a feature um, basically it's file system filtering this is able to capture any changes which are made to the system drive, and essentially it caches the changes. So, for example, when any application, installer, it, literally anything you do, I mean this thing is global, you cannot turn it off without restarting windows. So it's not something that just sort of easily comes and goes. I mean, this is meant to be bulletproof. And I discovered the hard way that it even protects the partition table. And that first track of the drive, which we were talking about recently, could be prone to um, to pre-boot um, uh, uh, kernel rootkits. Um, I was using something else that did deliberately change that first track very much in a kernel rootkit fashion and that'll be the subject of a, an upcoming podcast because it involves performing whole drive encryption and it turns out that steady state uninstalled this thing even though i had steady state sort of in a in a mode where it was supposed to allow changes to be saved Hmm. So, and so I mean, this That's is good behavior. That's kind of
0: what you wanted in that case, right?
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you got a a, a pre-boot um, partition table, and you know, sort of outside of the partition virus, this thing wipes it out. It's it really removes good. it. That's it really says, great. "We're not letting you change it." So the point is that at a, at the sector level. Anything that it attempts to write to the hard drive—that is, to the system partition—it gets instead written into this cache region, and then any subsequent reads are first checked in the cache to see if the if the sector is there, and if so, they're read back from there. So essentially, it it's, it, it sort of quarantines any writes to the hard drive, and and then. Um, and then um, any reads come from there if there's been a change. So so the beauty of this, instead of like p- putting like a write lock on your hard drive, which you know Windows won't tolerate because it's constantly updating the registry. There's all kinds of things going on with Windows as we know. Our hard drive light is flickering there even when we're not doing anything. So instead of instead of write locking the the hard drive, it 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 basically sequesters any rights and when the administrator logs off the administrator being a special user to windows steady state it will prompt you saying do you want me to retain these changes or Flush them. The a normal user, a non-administrative user, does not have access to that. There's no choice that 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 they're able to make. But um, steady state recognizes that an administrator may, in fact, want to run Windows Update to to um, update patches, or want to run an AV scan, and may want an antivirus program to be able to update itself so there are instances where when you're logged on as as administrator you would like to flush those changes which were cached back into the real file system so to to allow them to become permanent and so steady state allows you to do that now i as i've been talking about it i've been careful to to say that the system partition is protected windows Steady state is, very, it specifically only protects the Windows drive from, that is the drive on which the system is running. You know, it's where you're, typically it's your C drive where you've got your your Windows or WinNT directory. Um, I guess it's probably going to always be Windows under XP unless you upgraded um, an, old, an older Windows 2000 system with a WinNT directory um, into XP. So it's where that directory lives and and there is no way not to protect any part of that. So again I'm I'm impressed from a technology and an integrity standpoint that that Microsoft said look, I you mean, know, if we're going to protect the C drive, we're going to protect the C drive, period. Right. This does create a problem in the in the scenario I was interested in because I I wanted an employee of a company to be able to make changes to their system that were benign. For example, their My Documents directory. They want to be able to use Microsoft Office to to write documents. They want to be able to put things on their desktop. They want to be able to do things of a data nature, but not, for example, have their installation of QuickBooks or iTunes or whatever junk they bring from home to permanently alter their system, so it turns out that it is completely possible to create another drive, for example, a d drive I like d because it's you know it's short for data, and to simply drag the user's profile you you know drag their my documents directory over to d and and um, as well as their their desktop and then it's able to persist so it's it turns out it's it's also very simple to set up a system with it does require repartitioning if you if for example if a hard drive was only dedicated to to a c you would have to to chop off some space for user documents in in this case i had an 80 gig drive and i just chopped it in half so there were two 40 gig partitions Figuring that, you know, 40 gigs is plenty for your typical office worker who's storing documents. But you and could things. have two drives or multiple drives, right? Oh, you absolutely yeah. could leave. You have a very good point. You, you could leave C exactly as it is, install a second physical drive, and set that up, for example, to be D colon, and then um windows makes it very easy to to move a user profile over to wow. another drive but will it protect the
0: d stuff on the d drive as well as on the c drive
1: no and that's the point you there you don't, you don't want, want it to because that's your documents exactly right, right. so the user's desktop they're able to to put things on the desktop they're able to create shortcuts and so forth um then beyond this steady state has a whole bunch of really nice options specifically targeted towards exactly this application locking a system down and 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 prohibiting and limiting what users are able to do sometimes I find that the best way to get a feeling for the the, the the functions offered by software is just to cruise around through the menus or look at the options. So for our listeners, I have taken screenshots of the configuration screens for Windows Steady State and put them on this episode's show notes page. So it's it just are the episode notes for for this episode 129 has a has a series of just simple static screenshots showing The the various options and settings which are available, and so on a on a per user basis, you're able to to do many things. For example, you could require a log off after X minutes of use, or. An, a log off after X minutes of idleness, hmm. which, 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 um, you know, you could imagine in a library mode, it might, you might say, Hey, you know, this computer can only be used for 30 minutes by one person. So you could force a log off after 30 minutes of use. And that, 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 you know, that lands on the user and their time is up. It's time to let somebody else use the computer. Um, similarly, there are in much the way that IE gives you sort of a, a number of different profiles, you know, highly secure, high-medium, medium, medium low-security. Um, Steady State offers the same sort of features for Windows restrictions. So it offers you uh, various ways of restricting Windows. For example, and this is one that I like, you could prevent right-clicking in the Start menu. We know right clicking is the way for example, in the start menu you you're able to drag things around or or rename objects you can just simply um in, in in these options in these extensive options just say no, I don't want to allow that um or I only want to allow the classic start menu you could do things like you know remove the my documents icon there are there are, there are things you would do. Um, for example, in a library mode that you would not do if you wanted a basically useful, friendly computer that just refused to get itself infected refused to have permanent software installed. But one of the nice things about this in a corporate mode is you could install, for example, you could say, look, to your employees, if you install QuickBooks, eh, we're not happy about that, but it'll be gone in the morning. <laughs>
0: So this is again this is a combination of policy editor and a kind of restore function. The and this is where I'm unclear if 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 I can't protect the user's uh profile so I'm I guess it's a policy that's keeping him from making any changes but it does save any changes that he's allowed to make.
1: Well, um nothing gets saved on the c drive right i understand so yeah so if and so i mean and that's just a hard and fast rule which i really appreciate because if they started making exceptions to that you can imagine people would find ways around it so so if you move the profile to a different drive then you are able to allow documents and and user profile ish things to change so for example you could allow the user to change the icons that IE was showing. I see. But there, I see. But, there, but there's a policy. Uh, one of the options down there um, in 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 the um, in the details, for example, under Internet Explorer is uh, prevent them from right. from making changes to that. So if you're using this at a hotel and you don't want any of the users' changes
0: to be persistent, you just make everything on the C drive.
1: And that's yes, and exactly. if you're using it
0: at a school where you want students to have their own individual profiles with their own individual documents, that's when you create that second partition or the second drive, because that's an and then of course policy still affect it, but but they can presumably create their own stuff.
1: Exactly, and I I've been playing with this now for a couple of weeks, and I mean it. It's a little unnerving. I you know I, I just <laughs> have my habit I have my habits. you know, I right click on the desktop and up comes a little warning saying, right. uh, your administrator has prevented you wow. from making any changes to the desktop. It's like, "Ooh, okay, sorry." But, you know, I'm glad because I I checked, you know, one one of the little checkboxes right. was, you know, prevent people from changing screen resolution or, you know, basically messing with the machine in a way that you don't want them to. Right. Anyway, it's uh, I, I've been very impressed with it. You, w- one of the simple little checkboxes is prevent write access to USB storage devices. Oh, fantastic. And so just by checking that, it's funny because it, it, it caught me out also. I use, as we've talked about, Drive Snapshot. And I was making snapshots of the C and D and drive right. at, yeah. as I was going along. And so I, I started getting an error. It's like, wait a minute. Uh, Oh, and I think I was, I'm sure I was logged in as administrator. So even the admin user. Oh, interesting Because this was global and, and it, it requires a restart of the computer. Hmm. So so once again, it said, yeah, the, uh, I, I'm looking at the screen. It says under, under computer restrictions. So this is whole computer restrictions. And so when I re- realized that I had locked myself out of writing to an external USB drive, it's like, oh, shoot, I did that. So I turned it off. But I said, you've got to reboot. So again, these things are running deep in the system and are not easily circumventable. I really, to me, it looks like Microsoft has done a great job. Now, this is free. And as far as I can tell from the website, it's Windows XP only. Yes, it's XP only. But first of all, because none of this technology existed back in Windows 2000, so it, the uh, Win 2K is too old to take advantage of this. And there is there is language on the steady state pages saying that Vista incorporates enough of this. That they, are, that they didn't do this for Vista. Huh. I, I'm guilty of n- not knowing Vista well enough to to be definitive on what features Vista offers that are like this. But, you know, with any luck, many of our listeners are still on XP. Well, this is um, a good reason to stay with XP, frankly. It, Leo, this is a neat tool. Yeah. I, I am very, very impressed with with what this provides because it, it, is, it is simple to install, It mean in the default configuration where users are 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 going to be on the system drive. That is, user profiles will will be there. For example, I'm sure this is the case with the way Jim has set it up in his in his school libraries. You want kids to be able to use the machine. But it, I mean, you know, he was talking about re-ghosting and re-imaging these things in order to bring them back to sanity every morning. Here, this thing, you know, it'll, it'll, it's plastic while you're using it. You can do things. Things all work. But when you log off, everything you did disappears. And the system is returned to a steady state. Now, if you're
0: listening like me and saying, well, why did not I know about this? This is fairly new. It only came out a few months ago. Right. So it's not like it's been around for XP all along. But I have to say, you know, I mean, here we are sitting with Vista. Uh, If you put this on your home system uh, or, you know, your home network with XP, you'd be more secure than Vista.
1: Microsoft doesn't suggest that this replaces antivirus software. Well,
0: Um, well, Well, wait a minute. I mean, how could a virus infect you if you got this running?
1: that's what i think too i think that they're just hedging their bets they're they're not wanting to piss off the the av vendors either they've got they've got documented compatibility with a small number of antivirus software where where steady state recognizes the av you're using and is able to permit some compatibility with it in order for example to allow patterns to be updated um Users of specific AV software will have to take a look and see if it's automatic or not. One of the issues that Jim talked about is mentioned in the FAQ document that goes along with this, and that's relative to Windows scheduled software updates. Steady State has the ability, for example, to run Windows update at 3 a.m. if the machine is on and allow it – to, to properly um synchronize and 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 receive windows updates which will then be made so permanent even better so it's a kind of automatic windows updates it's locked
0: down by the way i just sent you a link there is yep. a beta for steady state 2.5 that is vista compatible so the, they're clearly developing it for vista it's just it took them 5 years to do it for xp <laughs> and they're all, only now getting around to uh, doing it for Vista. Now, this came out in November, so I have a feeling it's probably pretty stable.
1: I'm glad to know that because again, there may have been features buried somewhere, Lord right. only knows where, in Vista. But this one of the things I like about this is this is just turnkey. Yeah. It is easy to use. Um, now, one sh- thing I have who shouldn't use this. Um, it it gets in your way a little bit. Jim Jim mentioned the problem of starting up the machine and how long it takes yeah, to boot
0: minutes and all that yeah
1: uh, in my experience there is a a a pause after you log on where i've been asking myself okay what is it doing well it's not writing and reading the drive because i looked at the drive oh, light interesting. and the drive like it only... would co- just
0: be copying all the cached stuff back on to the, the c partition
1: yeah um i'm not sure what it, what's going on but there does seem to be a pause in the process and i thought well maybe it's not it doesn't like other things i that i've got set up so i stopped services and i experimented with it it's when i stopped the steady state service that it, it that it then booted right into the desktop with the steady state service running in the background there was that delay but again in my mind it no, no way was it eight minutes it was maybe 30 seconds yeah and so it's like okay well now i have older the,
0: older slower computers i mean he may not
1: yeah well and in fact he did mention that he has a he had that those machines were slow sure. celeron machines with only five twelve megs of well, memory there you go now one thing about steady state is it tends to be aggressive With the size it would like to have for its cache Mm. in in, in the installation instructions, it instructs you to defrag your drive. So, of course, they're trying to cram all of your used space to the front of the drive, leaving a big chunk, a contiguous area of free space. By default, it takes half of your remaining free space well that's ridiculous if you have a hundred twenty gig drive and you know you've got a relatively new windows system that maybe only has twelve gigs in use you know you don't want to lose half of that the good news is you are able to tune the cache size down as small as you want um, I don't really know why it just grabs half of the available space without limit but that's what it does there's no reason to not to tune the cache size down to, you know maybe three or four gig um, and, and you know, control how much space it's got for its cache. There is documentation that says, well, you know if users made lots of changes, they might get a dialogue saying um, they, they have to log off in order to allow this, this cache to be flushed. So, but but my sense is, again, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit un, under documented at this point. It's not clear to me why you'd run out of space unless you had, for example, 50 gigs of active space right. and and your cache was only a few gig and you had tried to change more than that many gig of of um of storage. I would think so it was the
0: same size as your window. You know what, what your Windows partition.
1: You know, it should be enough. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, that, that's the assumption under which I've been operating, yeah. and it, I've, I've never had it tell me that I've run out of space, and I've been, you know, I've been pounding on it and using it, and, and I'm i am really impressed, Leo. This thing is very cool. I'm blown away. I'm going to start recommending this. It sounds like uh, anybody
0: who maintains a number of systems with users that are unruly, whether it's your teenage kids or your or school children or Your customers in an Internet cafe, this is an absolute uh, win.
1: And again, I cannot understand. I mean, Microsoft is saying you still need to use AV. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I mean, you and I don't, Leo, anyway. So, I mean, it's not like
0: belt and suspenders. They're selling one care and they don't want people to not buy one care probably. And I think I mean, there may be it's possible for a virus to get around the steady state restrictions. We don't know how secure they are.
1: That's a very good point. And again, you know, software running in your machine is trying to protect you from other software running in your machine. We always know there's going to be a a, a cat and mouse conflict there, you know, spy versus spy sort of thing. But but this I mean, I'm very, very impressed. So I absolutely wanted to bring this to our listeners attention because I'm sure I mean, as people are listening to this, they're thinking, oh, my God, that's exactly what. I, You know, I need for Aunt Sarah.
0: I'm tempted to install it on the machines I use just to uh, protect them so that I can't do anything dumb and that I can always get back to a known state. You know, I mean, for instance, there's a Windows machine I use pretty much exclusively for recording and editing in Adobe Audition. I, that's exactly what I'd like, that I could always get back to a known good state uh, every
1: morning, just reboot. Well, and even even in the case that the C drive will not change, all you have to do is either partition that in into half or use a second drive that's right. d. there's no protection at all on anything other than C, right. so that's you know that that's something people have to understand, but it's also useful because well, it means you can have a data drive where you where you absolutely know steady state is not going to get in its way, and so you're never going to have a problem with things you thought. We're, we're safe not being right. safe. Well, and I've always kept a separate data
0: drive from my Windows drive. So it's just a natural way of operating for me. So, Right. Wow, this is really neat. Now, I, I do remember there's a commercial program that does something similar, and I just can't remember the name of it. Uh, but I've had people talk tell me, you know, IT pros tell me about it, and that's what they've been using up to now. But this is free. It's from Microsoft. Um, seems like it's a much better solution than GP Edit.
1: Well, yeah. For example, here under general re- restrictions, prevent autoplay on CD, right. DVD and USB drives. It's just you just click that on. Yeah. And now if some smart alec you know, th- thinks he's going to get around your restrictions by using a CD. Oh, um, there is in the FAQ a question of whether or not system would boot from a USB or a CD. And so they specifically address the fact that, yes, if you, you know you boot something ahead of Windows, uh-huh. it will have your machine. So you so in a lockdown mode, you would want to also tighten down the BIOS. You, right. you would want to, you know, remove anything but the hard drive from the boot order in the BIOS. And you know maybe turn off the the CD in the BIOS if that's available. Yeah. But here, you know, by just setting a check mark, you disable autoplay. Well, that's great. You can turn off uh, you that U three thing. I mean, if you're in a library, man, you want to turn off U three. Yep. I mean, here's prevent access to Task Manager. Oh, there's also a complete screen that el- easily allows you to blacklist programs. Mm. So you're you're able to say, for example, you know. I do not want any of the following programs. And so this lists all the programs that you've got installed, and you simply move, you either you to click block all, or you're able to rem- to move them one by one over into the blocked programs list, and they will no longer run. Good. So, it, I mean, it makes it very simple to lock a system down. Steve's got uh, some great screenshots, so you can see this before you uh, install it,
0: and all the different settings and so forth, at uh, his website. We'll put those show notes, uh, the links in the show notes, and you'll have it at grc.com slash security now. And let's add a link to that uh, uh, steady state beta for Vista, because I know there's some Vista users probably would love to have this. Although, to me, this is one more reason to stick with XP.
1: I mean, why not? Um, Yes, they've done a great job with this, and I will mention that if people want to play with it, to experiment with it, it uninstalls nicely and cleanly.
0: That's really good to know. So you can always go back. Uh, GRC dot That's Steve's site. That's where you'll find, of course, uh, not only show notes, sixteen kilobit versions of the show, Elaine's written transcription, so you could follow along, uh, and even um, some great free programs for securing your system. Not to mention Spinrite, my favorite disk recovery and maintenance utility. S P I N R I T E. It's from G R C dot com. Well, Steve, this is a find.
1: Yep. I'm, I'm really, really glad we were able yeah. to turn our yeah. listeners on to it. Really cool. And uh, we'll be back next week with episode 130. That'll, of course, be a Q&A episode. Anyone who has questions or findings about steady state um, can or any other comments or topics, uh, please don't hesitate to go to com slash feedback. Uh, send your notes and thoughts to me and we'll... Cover what we can of them uh, next week. Yeah, and tell me what the name of that that commercial
0: program is that does the same thing. It's just the same idea. You reboot the machine and it goes back to the pristine state. I just can't remember the name. It's driving me crazy. Steve, thank you so much. Have a great week, and uh, we'll be back next week with another great Security Now. Security Now.